Okay, so we're back again this week to talk about the Super League. We're talking about the rollout of the league, uh, our thoughts on the league, and then the fallout uh, from public, from fans, and you know everything in between. So let's get started. So when we recorded our our, our week in review last Sunday, it was mm. just funny because almost the moment we pressed stop on that recording, everything just went haywire. Like I was just hearing... <laughs> my feed was just going crazy. Like, you know, something has been announced, the Super League, everyone was like, everyone was just yeah. like, this is like, it's just bizarre. So uh, like, it what was, did you it think? Was, it, it was crazy. I mean, it was if, like, you know, when it's like, uh, there's a queue, you know, there's mm-hmm. a, a military coup, you know, somewhere. And yeah. uh, all of a sudden the thing just like, boom, became world <laughs> news. And everyone is talking about it in every news channel, every Football channel, station, website, uh, social media platforms, everyone were just talking about the European Super League, ESL. Like, wow. This, this for me, it was like so, was, so surprising. It was like, what, what, I don't, what? I, I think it was, it was surprising, not because we didn't like this was coming. I think it was just the way it happened. Like, First off, I didn't think they were that bold to do it in a pandemic. Second mm-hmm. off, I didn't think they were bold enough to actually release a press release and say, these are the 12 teams doing this thing. And each yeah. of the 12, all of them released, like they had press releases. Here's what we're doing. Yeah. They didn't consult the fans. They didn't consult fan groups. They didn't mm-hmm. talk to the managers. Like the managers were all puzzled. Yeah. Like I saw interviews with managers and they were just like, they had no idea what was happening. It, it was just, it was it was bizarre. bizarre. <laughs> it, it was bizarre. It, it took a lot of things from, even the concentration from the teams, it affected team performance. It yeah. affected, uh, because, you know, and then, and then with all the consequences that you came out with, or oh, if you play in the Super League, oh, the potential of not playing in the World Cup, Oh, the Euros is just less than two months away, so you're not even going to play. So, yeah, like I think it's it's messed up the whole world of football just for that period of time. Even until now, it's now still, it's it feels yeah. like I mean, even now we're still like it's still going on uh, every time and every news channel, Sky Sports, uh, the BBC, uh, ESPN, um, um, being everyone, sports, you know. I, I, I have thoughts on those. Maybe I have I thoughts on all those people, but they're not. I, I think everyone's complicit in in what's happening. Like Sky Sports, these are the same companies that were charging people. I think it was like fourteen pounds to watch one game in a yes. pandemic. Amazing, you know. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's absolutely ridiculous. So let's dive into removing club affiliations for a second. Like, what do you, yes. as a football fan? Because this is not the first time that there's change in the game. Let's be honest. Yes. Like, it's not the, yeah. Even the Champions League, the current format, it was never always like this. So yeah. the Premier League or the Premier League as we know it was in 1992, started or mm-hmm. reformed in 92. There's always yeah. going to be backlash. Not saying I agree with the Super League, but like removing your club affiliations as a football fan, what do you see as some of the consequences of what they tried to do? Well, for me, uh, you know, the moment I heard that Chelsea was involved, which is my favorite class, like, you guys are crazy, you guys are not thinking. And uh, it made me, 
it made me doubt a lot about the clubs, all these big clubs, you know, what mm -hmm. their, their goals and aims and objectives are. And, um, you know, with, with, with what you just asked, they just wanted to kill the game. They, 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 they wanted to remove the competition, the football fan. For me, it's just to kill the game. It's to kill the excitement of the game. I know that we are planning for it to be like midweek, but the plan was not just for it to be midweek. The plan was to play the weak, you know, the, the strong team, you know, the strong lineup of the of the clubs. Yeah. So for, for Premier League, for FA Cup, for the League Cup, they'll just play weak teams, you know, they are weak. Yeah, that was that was the so problem. That would remove the the you know the the competitive nature of the Premier League. It will remove the and also the Premier League will lose. Not just the Premier League. Okay, <laughs> we're talking La Liga. We're talking Serie A. Uh, French league wasn't part of this. Bayern and Bundesliga are not part of this. I think for me, even it's a it's a multitude of things. Like I think my big my first big thing that I don't like is the fact that they try to turn it into like an NFL style, you know, yes. you get, you get rewarded for comp, like for not doing well. That's for there's, no, there's no relegation. No. There's no threats. It's, I it, think it was, it was Americanized be, uh, sports. Yeah, exactly. It was just going to be a glorified major league soccer. Oh, American style of, uh, you know, competition. I, I, no offense no to the MLS. I actually enjoy, I enjoy, well, in the last two, three years, I've enjoyed the MLS because they've been putting more teams. Mm -hmm. But then that aspect of not being relegated, in for yeah. me, I, I don't think I can ever agree with, it, you know. It, it doesn't make the, no matter how much money they ingest in the, in the sport, you know, in, in the U.S., you know, the American style of you cannot be relegated, uh, whether you're playing, whether it's NFL, basketball, uh, Ameri um, soccer itself, as football, you know, itself, you know, teams come up, teams come up, and that's why teams, you know, spring up here and there, and then there's no pyramid system to get to the top. So, right. uh, yeah, you all just play, you all just, uh, you know, get paid, and you all just... Uh, able to um you know you know competing you're just playing glorified friendly games between yourselves run dropping and at the end of the whole thing uh you 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 play you know you go for a playoff game and then you know without uh without even though the trophy is there but it's just nothing to look forward to yeah you know? it's so that kills all, competition in the game. although to be fair like even saying that like you're talking about hardcore um soccer fans or footy fans football fans I still like part of me. Like, we live in a society where I like the way the fans all came together to kind of say, you know, enough is enough. We don't want this. Uh, this is not the way we want something like this. This is not the way you change the game. You don't just yeah. sit there as 12 people and decide and dictate what the rest of the game does. That makes no sense. But yeah. at the same time, I feel like it's almost like they're giving fans no choice. Like, do we really have a choice? Like, if they went on with the league, are people going to stop watching their teams? I don't think so. So that's like, it's a bigger, it, it becomes a bigger issue. And I think they were banking on the fact that that was always going to happen. Mm -hmm. And, but it was challenging because 
even the leagues have to, I think they have to sign off for those teams to actually break away into other leagues. Yeah. And that becomes mm-hmm. prog- problematic for the league. They, they basically take the viewership, they take all the TV money, they kind of disperse it amongst themselves, they control their own TV rights, each team will start doing their own subscription service. So I think this was, it took years and years of planning. This is not something that just happened. Uh, the way they rushed everything see, made it seem that way, but this is this was more sinister than it actually. Yeah, that's why, you know, like some of the fans are still angry with them because, you know, they were not considered, they were not, uh, they never took the fans into consideration. As you just said, it's something that they've been planning for a while. So it's not as if they came together on Sunday, made the agreement, you know, agreed on what was going to happen and then boom, we go. But I think it's been an underground work going, you know, even though Chelsea, for example, said, oh, uh, we were scared that we would be left behind. No way. We have been in this planning all this while, you know, and that is why the fans are very, very angry. And, you know, that's will the, the low of the, 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 the small clubs as well are very angry about it. Right now, they're like the 14, the 14 clubs, you know, of the 20 Premier League teams, you know, the 14 clubs were like, no, we're going to take these big six guys off, you know, decision-making in, in Premier League. You know, we don't want to talk to them, you know, like backlash and all this stuff. No, no, I, I, think they, that they, just, I think that part no, is... But the thing is that the, the, small, the small clubs, grassroots will not get money from football anymore. Grassroots will suffer. The small clubs will suffer. Financially, you know how much the, the, the Premier League clubs gave to the uh, ESL clubs? But, the but you, know what's, you know what's funny? This has not even been up to a year. I think um, uh, Man United also were, and Liverpool were also leading talks for Project Restarts last summer, where they mm-hmm. reduced the size of the Premier League and then they, they distribute money to all the league, like the pyramid. Yeah. From them up. So yeah. they were, I don't know, like it's, it's confusing because they're part of two things that are kind of almost so, the opposite of each other. So the, the, the idea I think is that there were, you know, the, there's one word that joins everything and it's called greed. That's the word that joins everything. Yeah. You know, that it's just the greed. So yes, uh, the, the, the Premier League clubs this bust money to this bust money to lower league clubs in England, uh, you know, at that time, uh, you know, last year during the project restart. Now, if if we look at and another thing why it was going to affect them is that the T, for example, in England, the TV rights money is shared. You know, mm-hmm. the all the clubs get a, get a substantial amount of money. Right. Right. It's not like in Spain where, you know, Madrid, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Barcelona and Atle- Atletico get the majority part of the money, whereby, yeah. you know, and they are, they are actually in a very, very deep hot water, those clubs, because they are running in financial mess right now. But yeah. with that, I think that's why they, they, they wanted the Super League, because there's some money coming, you know, someone just going to invest. Was four point something billion to be invested. 
Meanwhile, TV rights in England is one point something, one point something billion, you know, pounds, which all the lower clubs get money. Even this relegated Sheffield United will get good amount of money, you know. So you going down, you getting money. You coming back to the Premier League, you getting money. So, and that's why the balance, the financial balances of the clubs in England are this. It's not uh, there's not too many difference, you know, between yeah. them. Because they yeah. are able to get money from those TV rights. Yeah. yeah. I was listening to one of the um, you know, uh, analysts from uh, from Sky Sports, you know, talk about this, you know, and he was trying to reveal what an insider, a club board insider, revealed some details about the 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 ESL, you know, the yeah. Super League. So I'm going to try to play it to see maybe if you can hear it, and then uh, you know because that is one of the things that angered the fans a lot. Are, are we going to get that. are we going to get copyrights if you play Sky Sports? You get copyrights, uh, copyright strikes. Um, I, I, it's just it's just uh, it's just uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to get caught. On that. I, I think I think for we me, might. okay. Let me just let me <laughs> let me just give you let me just give you a a, a summary of it. He said. The insider was talking about that the primary aim for them, these big six and the, the general ESL, was the financial gain. Yeah. And the love, love for the game and the fans is secondary. Absolutely. So with that. with that said, that's that is like we don't really care about these guys, okay? So let's do our thing. And then I was like, what will be the regulations? Let's say UFR, UFR is the regulatory body for European football. FIFA is the world, you know, regulatory body for the world's game or, you know. Mm -hmm. So I was like, if you guys break away, where would you get your referees? Because the referees that we go and officiate in ESL will not be able to officiate in any UFR game or any World Cup game, definitely. It's not only the players, the yeah. players are the, the players are might be the players might be might might be you know pardoned or something, but you know the regulatory body you know uh, it's just like starting a new league. You need to have uh, your um, you know the the official the officials. So yeah. are they going to maybe have new officials or maybe uh, or maybe the ones that have retired come out of the I, 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 I think they had them. this. I think they had. I wouldn't put anything past them. I think they had this all figured out. It was it was very telling. Something you said um, about them not caring about the fans or like even Florentino Perez. Like some of the things he was saying, mm -hmm. you know, if you look at it from as a, from a neutral perspective, you can say, okay, maybe he's making some sense. But the, the the fact that he called people legacy fans is just that alone is just like that. I think they see fans as just a number on the spreadsheet. That's all you are. You're just a num you're just a new subscriber. Exactly. Dollar signs. It's it's absolute. So now talk more about from a Chelsea <laughs> perspective now. Like how how do you like you being a fan? Okay, you're a fan of the game. But now you being a fan of a specific club, how do you view your club going forward? One thing I think Chelsea was the first team to pull out or to announce that they were being but, but does that make their a fans, difference they're the first no but their fans i mean because their fans they are the you know we're the first to react to stage the protest you know and 
for me, I don't know if I should take the words, you know, that they put out there that, that we are scared of being left behind, you know, because I know that one, Chelsea is run by a Russian owner, you know, uh, Roman Abramovich, who we believe that what he has spent in Chelsea, on Chelsea, the development of the club, the youth system. But, but does that excuse, but does that excuse? What, what I, does that it's excuse? not to excuse him, but for me, I think that, for me, I, I think that what he what he has done for the club, you know, is not it's not driven by the money. If I look back at what he has invested in the club, he's not driven by the money. Why? Because I think he's already made. I mean, it's not Barcelona and Real Madrid. Barcelona and Real Madrid. You know why they are in deep hot water now is because one. They've, they've made a lot of financial mistakes in signing players, mm-hmm. you know, and they have not been able to recover. They have not yeah. been able to recover. Now, if you look at Chelsea, the players we signed, also we have a lot of players that, uh, that we developed. Yeah. And we can, make some, we can make some money from those players that we developed. Now, wh- while I was saying that greed was part of the whole thing was that if you look at um, the clubs are greedy, the players are greedy, and the agents are greedy. Yeah. Now, I was, lis- I was listening to Arsen Wenger. You know, I was listening to him. He said, the turnover of football in the world in one year is 45 billion. And because... Yeah, the turnover, the, the, the revenue generated by okay. football world for the whole world, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the whole world, it's 45 billion. Now, football will lose 15 to 20 billion because of the pandemic. Now, it said that wages cover 60 to 80% of this turnover. Yeah, so that's which, means, which means that Players are paid more than they deserve to earn. Now, did you but know? It's, it's all driven by demand and supply. It's what the market, like the market is, we know what the market is. So then I, I agree to a degree, but. Yeah, but, but the thing is this, for example, Messi's new contract, you know what, what it was? 72 million a year. Is that after taxes or is that? So why wouldn't Barcelona go into such? Whether it's before or after taxes. So imagine how would Barcelona now, if you're paying a single player that has passed his prime, Messi has mm-hmm. passed his prime. Mm-hmm. What the heck are you paying him that amount for? Even if he has not passed his prime. Mm-hmm. So the, the 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 agents would get more. Premier League clubs pay a lot of money for agents, right? Now, agents get that money, players get money. Clubs want money to be able to pay the players because whatever they generate is still going back to the players. So, but looking at, for example, you know, like we talked the other time about Chelsea and uh, the players that move on quickly if, they, if we see that they are not producing for us, 
I think we we try our best to cash in on them when they're still, you know, when they're still fresh, like Alvaro Morata when we sold him. You know, we 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 didn't uh, we we didn't sell him when he was, you know, how many seasons at Chelsea after? You know, we 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 made sure that we I think we I can't remember how much we gave him to Atletico Madrid. Also, we cashed in on the, on Eden Hazard. You know, he's not producing for Madrid, but uh, Chelsea has made that money from it. So the thing here is that I mean, looking at Chelsea, I do not hold too much grudge against them because of what and how they have, how the club has evolved since Roman Abramovich took over. You know, and what he's doing for this game in general. Whether it's against racism or uh, and um, you know his anti-Semiticism, uh, you know projects, you know. So those are the things that when I look at and how the club is being managed, you know, um, that's like, okay, I think this guy is doing well. But as a fan, I was not happy at all that we were involved. But the thing is that yes, we we were part of it. Now there was another thing I wanted to mention. You know, there was a there was something that Hassan uh, Zenga said. You know, Hassan Zenga said that for these things to for you know for for clubs not to lose too much money, you know, he said they have to you know the for this uh, I think I made a note here. Only players can solve this problem, he said by accepting to diminish their wages, and he was referring to maybe reducing the income, or they have to like defer their wages until the economy kicks back up again. And then he mentioned something about variable and fixed income of the player. Fixed income should be lower and variable income should be higher. And when he means, what he meant by variable of the income should be linked to the capacity of the stadium. If your stadium capacity is, uh, 20,000, uh, you know, the, the, the player's salary should be, you know, there should be a fixed amount whereby let's say 50% of your wages is fixed. And then the other variable comes from whatever you generate for the club or whatever the club aims, you know, throughout your time and throughout your, the duration of your contract as well in the club. So, and also he mentioned that, that, to be, that we have to be realistic in educating young players and how to develop quality players. Now I was talking to my, my friend the other day, I said to him, it's not possible that uh, Haaland, I don't know if he's already 21 or younger, he's already priced for 150 million. On what grounds? It's not even that's, hitting, that's it's not even hitting get, his prime. That's the way it's not the prime. But and, that's the way they get Mbappe or sold for what a hundred and something so that's just the game i i don't agree but like i don't i agree with you and i don't agree with the way money has changed the game but that's what's happening like we need um maybe we need something to actually recalibrate or bring balance to the game like we need yes. something like the way the fans have all come together although it's it's still disappointing that people can't come together like just for racism the only reason uefa sky and everyone's shouting and crying on tv is because it's going to affect our money if if the yes. super league goes ahead the, the the sky sports is rendered useless basically if the league goes ahead 
your Gary Neville and the likes don't become, they don't, they're not pundits anymore. So it's, it's all, you know, when it comes to racism, they, they ban the guy that was abused for three games or however many games they ban him and they ban the abuser for 10 games. It's just a joke, yeah. you know? So it's, again, like you said, I think it's all about greed. It's all about money. Um, and you know, it's. I was really, I was, I was, I was glad to see the way the fans reacted, but at the same time, um, I think we should still exercise caution. It's far from over. Like it's not, it's not even close to being. The war hasn't been won, as they say. Of course, this one battle. Has, of course, it hasn't been won. Uh, um, Barcelona and Real Madrid have not backed out. Uh, all the clubs have left, and uh, they are the ones only uh, still talking about it. And uh, even I was reading JP Morgan was uh, apologizing, you know, that, uh, you know, what they did to the fans, that they did not know that it would affect this, the fans this way. But, right. uh, you know, the thing is, I, I asked my, my, my friend, uh, I, I asked him, I said, what if you were a Leicester, a Leicester City fan? Fan? Yeah, who is, who is looking forward to the next Champions League? And this happens. So you you see that it's not just for the for the clubs the the clubs that are involved it it will because when let's say Real Madrid and Leicester are in the same group and Madrid comes to town to play against Leicester definitely and fans are allowed into the stadium or uh, the broadcasting on the TV it will it will generate income for Leicester so it will generate income for the lower player for the lower league uh, or for the smaller or not so super rich clubs. Yeah. But the thing is that the super rich clubs want to take it all, you know, get four point something billion, share it about uh, in among themselves. And, uh, you know, whatever the younger ones or the smaller clubs do, rather, uh, it's up to them. So, and I know that Madrid generates money uh, for, even Madrid generates money for UFR. So I think also, you have asked to come into the picture by maybe increasing the price money for the Champions League. Uh, the price money for the Champions League currently is on 81, 1.2 million, I think. It's 1.2 million euros or thereabouts, you know, mm-hmm. on that region. So I think that's also, you know, not enough for a tournament of right. that question, you know, because after the World Cup, after the World Cup, I think the UEFA Champions League is the second biggest football tournament in the world. Not even yeah. the Euros. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So I, I think they have to they have to also do something because the 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 these big clubs like we generate money for UEFA, but UEFA stays with all the money, and then we want to do our own thing, you know, to be able to save ourselves, pay our players. Some of the players are holding up from from uh, uh, contract renewals like Sergio Ramos, Rafael Varane, you know, and they are holding off for big, for bigger sums of money. So it's like, maybe another way to cop this issue is split a salary cap. Uh, but then you see, you go back to, you go back to, and that's what I was trying to, when you were saying the MLS thing, I'm like, I, I enjoy, like there's some, some good that comes out of that too, because they do salary caps they would not go above a certain amount of money and each team has a designated um they have like what what i forget what they call it so they won't like so it doesn't the chances of money ruining their league is not high 
versus the rest of Europe, and you know everything is just uh, it's just it's too it's a, it's a lot. So I I think maybe if the MLS even with the salary cap they have you know um, a pyramid system promotion relegation and all those stuff yeah even with the salary cap there's no problem with that but or maybe not just to place a salary cap you know I did not really understand you know even the financial fair play that UEFA started at some point it was not really I think it was a joke. Yeah, I think was a joke, but <laughs> you know, I think we're all like, no, at the end of the day, I think it's, it's, it's about the lesser of two evils, the, the, even the Champions League reform. No one is a saint in this. No one's an angel. That's my opinion. Uh, but, you know, just to, to kind of close things out or like wrap things up, what are some of your closing thoughts? Like, where do we go from here? What's, what do you think is going to happen? I would say, first of all, let's put some, if they can put energy control on the outrageous transfer fees. Mm-hmm. Uh, that when you say help. they, who do you mean? Who do you mean they? I mean, UEFA or FIFA? Do you really want UEFA no. to step into, I, I personally wouldn't want UEFA to step into my club's affairs, to be honest with you. Not, not to step into the club affairs, but Okay, maybe the club should be a little bit smarter in their transfers because one, the high demand that you mentioned is coming from players' demand of wages and then agents' demand of wages. It's staggering. It's too yeah. much. The, the whole money made in football, like as I read before, 60 to 80% goes to player wages. Now, when that happens, what about the other people, the other staffs? working in the club, you know, that make sure that the clubs run, you know. So I think players also should look at when they, you know, there should be something done for, for the player wages and agent fees. Just something should be done because that is what is affecting the clubs, like Barcelona going into debt, yeah. Madrid, the same thing, you know. So that is my, because if they can take care of that greedy part of the, from the players, it's not as if everyone is living the same lifestyle on the players. No single player deserves to make, to be signed above 100 million. No single player, even Messi and Ronaldo. Nah, you so, can't debate those two, to be fair. Those I two mean, are, so, those I mean, that, are, those are my, those are, those are different, my, they're different levels. This, those two this are, is my opinion. This my oh, opinion. Fair, fair, fair. So what do you this think about, my, like, where do you think the owners go? Like, do you think, um, personally, I think, for all those 12, when you look at Barca and Madrid, this is stuff we expect from those two, so I'm not surprised. Um, yeah, but the owners of the, yeah, the rest of the clubs, the owners, um, clubs like Arsenal, Liverpool, I think they have a long way to go to, re- to rebuild the trust. It's not going to be, uh, they can't no, use money to mask success anymore. They have to do a lot in their communities, from mm-hmm. the clubs, there's, I don't know. You know, the it's thing just is, a long way to go. Leave, 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 the, I think one of the reasons why I love Chelsea more, even with this, is that the owner loves football and working towards the development of the game. But he was planning to break away with the other 12. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like as I said, I'm just going to oh, look and believe Okay. That uh, that we are afraid of being left behind. But what I mean is that 
if he was not in, in if he didn't love the game, he wouldn't invest into Chelsea as much as he invested. You know, we have the, the best academy in England, I would say, with all boldness. We have the best academy in England. In your opinion? In, 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 in Europe, to be precise. And in your opinion? Yeah, not, not just in my opinion. <laughs> if we, Man City have good academy, but I do not think they've developed players good enough to be able to feature and play in first teams, you know, not just in Chelsea, but to go outside and, you know, go on loan, go elsewhere, prove, come back, maybe find their way. But if you look around England and Europe, you see a lot of Chelsea players scattered everywhere. Even the same thing with Man United. Man United is owned by Americans. So, of course, they would go in with it's money coming in for them. They want to hold it back. You know, uh, Arsenal, uh, their chairman or whosoever that owns them, you know, they want to get back money they spent in building the Emirates. Uh, Daniel Levy has no money, but he's one of the, the, the big guys, you know, he spends a billion pounds on, on, on his new stadium and uh, nothing is being generated. Yes, his club is not winning anything. Manager is fired again, you know, and stuff like that. So the, I think that they like, as you asked, you know, the best thing here is let's look at what we do, how they are dealing with the players and the agents. You know, I, I think that we take care of the whole thing. You know, yeah. I think that's my that's my opinion. You know, yeah. And yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's fair. That's a different angle. I think uh, accountability is <laughs> like holding all these. How do you hold someone that has a billion dollars or more accountable? It's. I, I think there's just a lot of factors. Like even when you look at PSG and Bayern, I don't think they they didn't join for because they were you know. Um, there were saints, I think. Bayern said they represent Germany and they cannot do that to Germany. No, I, I, I can understand from that perspective you know? because Germany's model is different. But like PSG has a lot to lose because um, they have TV rights tied in with Champions League around the world. So that's, mm -hmm. it wouldn't make sense. It's almost like they're biting the hand that feeds them by leaving yeah. So it didn't make sense for them, but like if they were not in that situation, PSG would be the first club that goes. But Absolutely. I don't yeah. even know why Man City joined. Yeah, like uh, yeah, it's just it's, 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 it's bizarre. The fear of the of of missing out. Uh, yeah, that's part of the reason to that fall clubs. Yeah, you know, so because they were the first two, Man City and Chelsea were the first two English clubs that pulled out. You know, and um, the rest started uh, pulling out, and then. Uh, yeah. started uh, apologizing, which for the fans, the, the fans, I like the fact that the fans came together. You know, I like the fact that the fans, this like the power of the people, you know, the yeah. power of the people spoke. Because if not, of course, they would ditch UEFA, they would ditch FIFA, do whatever you want, you know. Yeah. But without the fans, because all the, all the people in football right now that we are once fans of the game, you know, I think there are some of them are still fans of the game. Some of them are in, I would say 90% of the people in football are fans of the game. Yeah, all the some, players, some of those people are complicit in all of this as well. They, they, don't, they don't escape blame, blame, in my opinion. They don't just escape because they were former players. Like, you know, pundits, oh, I was listening to a lot of pundits and they just, I think they talk a good game. Uh, but when there's, again, when there's things like racism, when there's things that actually affect um, lives, lives are being affected, then you don't hear these people. So, 
that's the, just, the issue uh, of racism. We can talk that for another day because uh, I yeah, think, uh, that's a different topic. For me, for me, they have done, done absolutely nothing. Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing about racism in football. So it's a, it's a huge, it's a small but mighty topic, you know, because it's just one word, you know, it's just one word, which every, I don't know, but. Yeah, yeah we'll, just, leave, we'll leave that topic for later. Though, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's a crazy thing going on there, but it is. It is. yeah.